0: Welcome back to the Act 2 podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter, of which Josh and I are both (laughs) them of those things. (laughs) I am Tasha Hugh.
1: And I am Josh Hallman.
0: As a reminder, Act 2 is a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This podcast is one of the many cool things that we do, so thank you for coming here for that um ways you can help us out if you like this podcast is to subscribe mm-hmm. rate us write mm-hmm. a comment on whatever it is you listen to podcasts on and i have to admit i don't do this to any of the podcasts i listen to even the ones that i love so listen
1: <laughs> you're, you're you're listening to this right now pick up your phone and just do that little scrolling thing and then click like the five stars don't <laughs> that's it that's, that's it, it. <laughs> I don't know if that does anything, but just do it. just makes us feel good. <laughs> it's like getting good notes back. It's just
0: like, just like getting candy. At the yeah, end it of is. Day. It's like, thank you.
1: We need the validation. <laughs>
0: No, it really helps us, Josh. Shut up. (laughs) Okay. If you'd rather DM us, you can. If you have questions or topic suggestions, or you just want to say hi, you can reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com, which is all spelled out, or on our Twitter and Instagram at act2writers. I'm there too. Instagram at Story Thursday, Twitter at Tasha 3.0.
1: And I am Josh Hallman on um, Instagram, Joshua Hallman on Twitter.
0: Okay. That's it. Podcast over.
1: That's it. (laughs) This, if there's ever been a podcast, Tasha did not want to see me and, or do, this would be the one. There's a lot on Tasha's mind. She's got a lot going on.
0: It's okay. It's actually I knew it was going to be a bright spot today. But oh. yeah. today we're, we're, you know, we've put an offer on a house, so it's just I have wow. this like huge headache right here, like right in the front of my brain right here. Mm-hmm. Um, just ate a couple pieces of pizza. Fuck yeah! Because you know, and yeah, if I knew how to make a cocktail, I probably would do
1: that. <laughs> but
0: Paul's God, and he's the one who makes the cocktails. So,
1: guess I'm <laughs> drinking water again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man! Well, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna lead the charge. Yeah, go. I do have a this weekend writing though. It's more of a this weekend update.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, yeah.
1: It was because cool. a few weeks ago I was venting about some notes I got back and mm-hmm. it was about this uh, project I've been working on. I kept getting notes after notes after notes. I couldn't... It just was so frustrating to me. I can't specifically remember what I complained about, <laughs> but... <laughs> However, I just, I remember at that moment, I said, I'm going to give an update on this project. And that project right now, I have sent off to the producers. I have finished it and they are now taking it out to partner with another producer. And -hmm. the reason I'm bringing this up, Tasha, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I'm going to knock. This is the sound of knocking on wood. I I just feel like I really like the script and I, and I like the producers and I feel cautiously optimistic. And so at one point in the future, No matter what happens with the script, I want to kind of talk about the process of it because it's Mm -hmm. been, it started as a pitch that didn't get purchased and then we evolved it into something else and we have the actor and we are taking it out and here we are with it.
0: Mm -hmm. So wait, you you gave it to the producers. Did they have good feedback then since they're taking it to other, have they given you any feedback?
1: Oh yeah. We were going back and forth over the last month or so. And I was getting feedback, this and that. And then finally I talked to them and and they were in. This was actually a script where we had an outline and we could not, I just, it would just wasn't clicking. And I just said to them, I was like, okay, I need to work on this. And I literally stepped away from the script. I had it and I actually brought it to writer's group. I talked to you guys about it and I just like fucking gutted it and retooled it and started it at a new point. This was Mm -hmm. like, it started in action and, There's a train involved. It starts right on the train. And like all these different things that were completely off of the outline and what we agreed upon, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter because Mm -hmm. they liked the script and they Mm -hmm. thought it was in a much better place. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So there's a lesson to be learned in all of this.
0: That is a really good lesson. And I hate to teach the lesson of don't, you know, to ignore the outline. No, me too. As I mentioned, I'm all team outline at the moment. Yeah. But probably next project I won't be. So, yeah, that I think in (laughs) itself speaks uh, volumes about the writing process.
1: It is. I mean, yeah.
0: If it works for you. Do it, I think, is the real point. Take advice from people, and if it works for you, do that thing. I mean, I think that's all we can do is just listen to how other people do it, yeah. and if that ends up working for us, awesome. If it doesn't, because I, I used to feel bad when the, th- the ways that other people used to do things, like writers on panels, if the things that they said they did to create the genius that they created was yeah. not something that I could do, I'd be like, well, then I give up because I clearly can't be a genius like them. But I think the lesson here is you just do you.
1: You just do you. First of all, I'm not saying I'm anti-outline.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. What I'm
1: saying is it was just once I got to the script from the outline, it just wasn't clicking. There was something about it that just, there was something different on the page from Mm -hmm. the outline and you guys recognized it and I was getting all of these notes and the only thing I could do was to just hit the freaking blow up button and I did it. Yeah. So I'll let you know. And so hopefully we'll do a podcast where I just can talk about from like the entire uh, process of all this because I, I think it's very interesting.
0: That'd be amazing. Great. Okay.
1: Do you have a This Week in Writing?
0: Oh, well, you know, I haven't been writing. That's a This Week in Writing.
1: Yeah, you're, you're human. You're not the machine we all thought you were.
0: Uh, well, yesterday, because as you guys may remember, I outlined a thing and then i scheduled it out Uh and i fell behind (laughs) because of all this house business and so last night i worked till 11 p.m just trying to catch up and i know that the scenes i wrote down are not the best version of those scenes but i would rather get through them and have them on paper at least like they're arcing in the way they're supposed to i'll go back and refine them and that has been helpful as a tool, especially if you're on a deadline to just get through the scenes, yeah. Um, so I am kind of, I kind of rewrote my schedule, but it's fine.
1: Listen, you've got a lot on your plate. There's yeah. a lot going on. This is one of those here yeah. in a moment. Without we we don't have to talk about, it, but you know, when you look back on certain things and you're like, holy shit, there was a lot going on. How yeah. did I even function? Yeah, you're in the middle of that right now.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Where'd yeah
1: where'd All right, I let's do like the podcast that. now.
0: All right. Cool. What are you talking about? All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I don't even know.
1: (laughs) So, not the project I was just talking about, but I was working on something else. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's been a very long time. It's the Mm Amblini movie script. I'm coming close to finishing it, but I got to feel like our
0: listeners are also on this journey.
1: Yeah, we're on a journey right now (laughs) that I can't wait until I can openly talk about more of this stuff. But after the last round of notes, I actually had the thought I was like, do I move on from this? And I've never. Ever mm. quit a script after in this phase? Like, mm. you know, I've written things and stopped writing them just because I was like, what am I doing? But I've never just like said to like a producer, hey man, I'm fucking done. I'm out. I'm out. You, I, I just can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But this script is pushing me to that limit. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. But then it got me thinking of like, when do you move on from things? Yeah. And I think it's an important topic. So I have, I have a bunch of, a bunch of things in the writing world to Mm -hmm. discuss about when do you move on from them? Like when do you just pack it up and maybe you don't quit, but like, when do you move on and try something else?
0: Yeah. Can I just say as just a blanket, um, I guess foundational statement before we get into this, Mm -hmm. you remember my long, like now it's been like seven year project. The Woman, that now has a new title. But it's a script that I many times went to writer's group and was like, you guys, I got more notes on this and I can't do it. I have nothing left in the tank. I'm giving up. I mean, I think I've said to you guys, I'm going to give up at least a dozen times during this seven year process. And I ended up selling it to Amazon with an amazing director. So I'm going to say that is just like the foundation of everything that you shouldn't give up, but there are times when you absolutely can give up and it's better for you. So.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's not necessarily giving up because a couple of these topics or a couple of these uh, headers here that I'm going to ask you about. It's not like, so I'm just going to jump into the first one. You'll see. Yeah. Okay. I put down the big header being, when do you move on from things? Number one being a scene. You're struggling in a scene. You mm-hmm. feel like you have writer's block. You can't figure it out. What do you do? Because clearly you have to write the scene. But you're like, I'm I'm hell-bent on getting this. Do you put a placeholder in? Do you move on from it and then write some other scenes? Or do you just write the shittiest version of that scene?
0: I feel like there are degrees, and that's probably not the right answer that you no, want. No, this is great. This was but like, want- <laughs>
1: this is light. I'm starting on the light note. Oh, and then God. by the end, you're going to fucking quit Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: Okay. 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 Like, are you saying I'm in a scene and I cannot figure it out at all? Yeah. I for some don't reason, know what this is.
1: you've been sitting at your computer for like two days and you're like, why can't I write this really important scene?
0: I feel like what I might do in that scenario is just, I wouldn't call it a placeholder because that really bothers me. Kind of like how in video games I'm a completionist like if something's left undone it really really eats at me and I just can't think about anything but that oh yeah 100% do you
1: you even complete video games in no I give up if I can't complete it I stop no I mean (laughs) like like in 2022 you can 100% like Red Dead Redemption you complete these games Fortnite
0: Yeah, you can complete. Well, I mean, Fortnite, probably not. Fortnite's ongoing.
1: Running the fuck around, shooting people and taking their clothes and doing dance. Anyway, okay, keep going. Yeah, take all the
0: clothes. That's part of the complete. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So what I might do in that scenario is just write a really terrible version of it and tell myself I'll come back and fix it. Because more than likely what happens 100% of the time is that I will get five scenes later or even finish the script and know exactly now what that scene needs to be. And I can make it better. So that's what I will do is just write a bad version of it.
1: Yeah. I think that's the way. And that was the primer question. That's just to warm you up.
0: Oh man, that was already hard.
1: But no, that, that is it. Like we talked about this. I think it was the last week or the week before. It's like, you just write, just write through things. That's what you did. Yeah. And you killed
0: it. But you know, what's interesting is there are some writers who, when they do get stuck, they will just go like, 10 scenes later and write the scene that they know exists in the third act and that gives me anxiety just saying that right now like i can't even my brain does not work that my brain is very linear Um, so that's what i would do
1: yeah i'm very envious of when people are like i knew this one scene had to be in it Mm -hmm. and it was the final scene of the movie Mm -hmm. and then they write it and then like base an entire movie around this one scene they
0: wrote yeah no i don't know how that's not me
1: okay Tasha, Tasha, you have a manager, yeah, things aren't going so well. Mm. When do you move on?
0: so i I have moved on from a manager without having a backup manager in the wings, and that was scary. but I also had agents at the time. Mm. so if I have agents who can protect me, who can meaning still get me meetings and still help me find work, then I will leave my manager more quickly and more certainly than otherwise. And I think the deal breaker is I've noticed they're not working for me either. They don't give me great feedback. They don't give me any feedback. They're not returning my calls and they're not getting me meetings. If any of those things are true and they bother you, then I would have a meeting with my manager and say, Hey, look, I'd like to kind of reset, here's my plan for the coming year, here's my plan for five years, and Mm -hmm. I'd like for us to get on the same page about what I need to do, and what you need to do in order to make that happen, and let's work together to do that. If after having that kind of come to Jesus call or meeting, they still don't return my calls, don't get me meetings, don't give me notes, all of those things, then it's time. That's it. Yeah that's when you move on
1: do you believe that you should try to find another manager while you currently have a manager?
0: well so if I didn't have agents that's honestly what I would do and I know when we had Jay-z on here he said you know it's like a bad relationship you just have to get out you don't wait till you get have another boyfriend waiting for you to leave your current boyfriend <laughs> who's abusive you just go you just leave yeah. and I think that's super valid and a lot of people you can do that a hundred percent. That's that's always scared me. So if you are that kind of person who does scare you, because and I've seen this happen with writers who only have a manager, there's value to having a manager, if only in name, yeah. meaning I am a writer who's my manager does not work for me. Like they don't do any of the things they're supposed to be doing. But Technically, they sort of represent me, right, in name, and so I can then reach out in my query letters to producers and say, "Hey, I'm repped at such and such company," which gives me immediate sort of um what sort of I'm looking for I was gonna legitimacy say legitimacy to that producer and puts me up higher than someone who's just querying them blind without a manager at all. So it'll just allows me to have a little bit more legitimacy in those eyes as I'm querying and as I'm making my own yeah. calls and hustling myself. But part of that hustle that I'm doing is also finding another manager. And as soon as I do find that other manager, I am going to leave this person who is just sitting there forgetting my phone number. Yeah. That's how, ha- I mean, that's, that's just because I operate from a place of, of fear, <laughs> if I don't have a single manager or no, or, or agent.
1: It's super valid. And I th- actually think that's like the most common thing with writers. You know, I feel like we've talked about this or where people are just afraid to leave their reps because yeah. it's better than nothing. Yeah. But at the, and it's, I guess, yeah, right. It's easy for Jay-Z. Not easy, but he comes from that side where it's like, I right, just break up, just break up. If we're mm-hmm. not call if I'm not calling you back, we need to break up. It's not mm-hmm. happening. So
0: he also had a good point though and if you haven't go back and listen to his episode because he has a really great perspective from from the manager side of things um but he had a really great point that if you're in this situation where you know it's done but you have a new spec you want to take out i would find another manager before taking that new spec out because otherwise this dead in the water manager whom you don't work well with and doesn't like you is now suddenly attached to your spec yeah and you don't want that to happen so that's kind of that, that That's where, again, there's just so many multiple answers, but...
1: Yeah. The last thing I'll say about this is there is always that hope that you write the script and you send it to the manager, and then the manager's like, I love it. Uh, you know, like that's what writers are, are hopeful for. Yeah. The next thing, which kind of ties in, and I'm, your answer is probably the same, but it was when do you move on from an agent?
0: Well, can I just say something to your previous point? Because well, yeah. I have sent many a terrible spec idea to my reps, yeah. and... They didn't suddenly get interest in me because I wrote one good spec after writing a bunch of bad ones. Like they were still invested in me when I was writing bad specs yeah. that weren't ready to go because they saw potential in me and they saw someone who worked really hard. And so they were willing to, to invest in me even when I didn't quite have the thing yet. And what they did, because they're good agents, is they really wanted to pair me with a manager who could fill in the gap that they felt I was missing, which I think mm. was like a marketable marketability and honestly someone who could just help me develop a shootable movie like before i would just kind of write what i loved yeah and they're like this is great tasha an entire movie about a blacksmith in medieval times cool (laughs) i get it (laughs) but no one's gonna buy this how do you turn this into a movie i don't know if that made sense Yeah, i'm just flagging that experience okay
1: all right so moving on yeah when do you move on from an agent Same as a manager?
0: Think my yeah, I think it's the same answer.
1: Okay. When, Tasha, do you move on from an idea? For instance, Mm. you have an idea. You're trying to outline it. You're struggling to outline it. And you just can't crack this idea. You have little nuggets. You have, oh, this is uh, you know, this is bad boys meets Peter Pan. Like there's something there that you're like attracted Mm -hmm. to for whatever reason. But you just, you're just you just like hounding on this idea. Like when do you move on from that? What do you, what's your process?
0: My process, and I'm not going to give this as advice because it's very much my process. And I'd be curious about you because you're such a good idea, man. Oh, wow. My process is I never throw any of my ideas away. They are always on a folder or in this case, a millenote. I move on from an idea when if I go to bed, wake up the next day, if I'm not thinking about it, and like, I'm struggling with it. Like I'm already struggling to figure out how to outline it. It's already hard and it's yeah. only at the exciting idea phase. And then beyond that, like I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not thinking about it in the shower. Then I I just, I naturally just let it go yeah. by just n- not revisiting it anymore. But if it's something, and this happened on the script you and I were working on, uh, um, where it was like every, every night I feel like I would like text you something about yeah. In this case, it, was, it took place on a yacht. I would like text you stuff about yachts. It's like, it was clearly in my head and I couldn't get, get it out. And you know that that's, that's clearly something I need to start working on.
1: I still text you about it, but we got we still do <laughs> fucking killed by another script and I'm not happy about it. Another script we haven't even read. We're just, gen- we're like, yeah, it's probably the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to end up seeing this movie one day and be like, oh. We, we should have re- <laughs> probably finished that script, but yeah, it, you know, I get really excited with my ideas like off the bat and I'll, yeah. I'll message you and Dave about it or I'll message you or something. And I have like all these like crazy ideas that I have in the middle of the night that I write down and I wake up so excited about it. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking fun. I love this idea. This is cool characters, this and this. And yeah, I kind of fizzled out. If it fizzles out, I'm out. Like I move on from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you start writing them down immediately? And like, where does the fizzle start before you write the stuff down?
1: I think once I start trying to kind of map out the story in my head, mm-hmm. like if I don't get excited about what's happening in this story, yeah. I'm kind of like, uh, all right. Like I, I, remember I when I had the idea for the movie called Engaged. Or Spy-in-law now, or whatever it's called. And I was like, oh, there's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith meets Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh, that'd be cool. Like this CIA agent is hunting these assassins who turn out to be his father and mother-in-law. And I remember like thinking about that and being like, oh, oh. And I could just always see different angles out mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And it just always stuck with me. And it was one of those scripts that I just could not stop thinking about.
0: That's when you know.
1: That's when you freaking know. But it's hard to move on from an idea, especially if you know there's something there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have so many ideas that are like, oh, the concept is amazing. I have no idea what the story is. And I just stare at it thinking someday someone smarter than me will figure that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why, um, you know, we do that thing. We do a thing with our writers group where it's like idea creation. And you just come in with kind of like a seed of an idea and you talk about it. And if you have, if you're a listener and you have that group of friends, you should do that. Yeah. Okay. Kind of moving on to the, into the meat. Oh gosh. When do you move on from a spec that you're writing?
0: When it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So I've had to do this on two, two full length screenplays.
1: Oh really? Like you were done?
0: Yeah, I mean, in my life, there's more full-length screenplays that I've had to move on. But, like, in my professional career so far, I've written specs with my manager, developed them with her, and just got, like, zero reaction from her. They just, she didn't think they were very good. She, again, thought stuff was there, that there was stuff that was interesting about the concept, but that the execution just hadn't gotten it there. And I can't say I disagree with her. Mm-hmm. And at that stage, like, I just felt I didn't have, I didn't have the new idea to make it amazing. Yeah. And so I put it away until I came up with that idea. And it could be in a couple years from now. It could be next month. Um, but that's when it happens for me. Okay. What about you? Because you're going through this now, as you were saying. Yeah, this
1: is actually, this was like the foundation of this entire mm. podcast. I don't know. I guess you you have to kind of evaluate where you are in the process if you're working with... It's just so weird because you put so much time in something. It is so hard to walk away from it.
0: When also you have a producer who's interested. Yeah,
1: and he's a great producer.
0: And that's a different situation. For mine, the two that I was working on, if they had a producer attached, I would probably keep going.
1: Mm, Forever.
0: Not forever. (laughs) If they didn't have... If they started running their own wheels where like they weren't giving me any notes that were additive were yeah. making the script better they were just making it different then it'd be like we need to have a conversation but if even though you hate to do their notes but their notes are making it better which yeah. is what happened to me in my 7 year scenario then that feels like it's not a place to give up yet move on sorry move
1: on yeah move on that's what's happening with me and my guy he's great but holy shit the notes the notes Tasha
0: So are the notes additive?
1: Yeah, for the okay. most part.
0: Then you got this. Keep going. It's going to be amazing. Okay. I think so
1: too. I love the I love it. Like I wouldn't move on from it now. Okay. Okay. When do you move on from a writing partner? Cool. Even though you've never had a writing <laughs> partner?
0: <laughs> I have actually. Oh, really? Yeah, in uh just out of grad school. Uh, Did
1: Was it a bad experience cuz the reaction you just had was like like, I just shot someone you loved, or something like that.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, yes, that's why we broke up I, and we're not really friends anymore, but not, I mean, I. What's story. her
1: name? Just say her name. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that. No, um, we, yeah, we were, we were friends. We were in the same, like, really small program, MFA program at Boston University doing screenwriting. And we had a similar love of all the same genres. We were just nerdy girls who love like fantasy and genre stuff and so we were like why don't we write something together it will make the process quicker and it'll be fun and we like each other and we wrote a cool script that had a lot of cool parts to it but was not a movie you couldn't make it into a movie it because we didn't know what we were doing we were just out of college for sure um and then it was just it's too difficult like i would want to do one thing that I knew was obviously good. And she she would be like, no, I don't want to do that. And then I'm like, well then, the script isn't gonna get better. Wow. I, I just, we weren't on the same wavelength that way. And so um, after we just finished that one script, we just never really talked about doing another one together. And so is it was she, an easy way to split up.
1: Is she still a writer?
0: Yeah, I believe she's still a TV writer doing her thing.
1: Okay. I really have one more. Okay. It's a heavy one. It's like the oh. heaviest one. Okay. So you live in Los Angeles long enough. You start seeing people coming and going. You see people start out as a writer or you see them as a director or an editor or an actor or whatever it is. And then they move into whole other careers, like yeah. completely different.
0: Usually real estate.
1: Well, and um, <laughs> and so you you see this happen- a lot, if you yeah. if if you stick around LA for a, for a good amount of time, and mm-hmm. I guess my question to you, Tasha, is when do you move on from LA?
0: If you ever feel like you could do anything else, then that's when it's time to move on.
1: Wow, that's 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 it. That's a deep deep answer, right? It's actually it's correct. I agree, I,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. If you look around, and you think, well, this is it. This is all I got to give to the world is what I'm doing now. And I live in a bachelor studio apartment and I can't afford coffee, but this is what I love to do. Yeah. Then I think you still got to figure out a way to do it. However, you can side jobs, whatever. I just heard a story about this woman who um, trying to be an actor, an actress. She has succeeded since, but she would just go on Hollywood Boulevard and perform because she Mm -hmm. would drive by there on her way to work and, or no, she was too poor to have a car. So she would take public transportation and see out her window of the bus. People would be performing and getting tips. And she's like, oh, I can do that and still make enough money to pay rent. And so she found a way to do it. And I think that's where we, I mean, I'm not going to speak to your experience, but I know you and I have both taken jobs that we've hated in order to stay here and do what we love. So if you are that person, stay. If you feel like you could go teach somewhere, do anything else, then run as fast as you can. Yeah. That's this good. Is a terrible terrible job, but it's amazing. <laughs> awesome.
1: I was actually just telling Nicole recently that I was like I'll always figure out a job, whether it's a at a grocery store, it's a garbage man, a or mm-hmm. a i don't know if that sanitation is
0: what, officer excuse
1: me if it's sanitation <laughs> officer fuck i'm sorry um if anything yeah i would just always do it like like you just have to do it that's what yeah. i was that was a cut part of the reason i thought about this anyway yeah that concludes this podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like when you lead things it's it's very smooth
1: it, it oh really when do you move on from things? When do you move on from the Act 2 podcast? When Josh leads the podcast. Right about now. <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, All right. that was it. But those are those are major points, I think, that a lot of people struggle and they think about. And I just feel like it was important to kind of talk about it.
0: 100%. I'm always talking to writers who are hammering, hammering on an idea and are asking like, should I keep going, or should I start something new? I don't know what to do in this situation, so yeah. hopefully any of these answers have been helpful. I hope so. Mm.
1: I think so. Okay. it's just good to talk about and acknowledge that other people go through this shit.
0: yeah, and by the way, if you are in that situation right now, please email us and you can we can talk about the specifics or you know throw us a note on Twitter or whatever we can we can talk about it there as well. If you're open to that, because all of our experiences, I think, help other writers. So doing it mm-hmm. on Twitter can be helpful to many people. But I mean, every, every situation is going to be different and um, we don't want anyone to give up. So
1: there you go. If you, you, you clearly didn't see it, but Tasha gave that fist pump. <laughs> <laughs> I feel inspired.
0: All right. Quote of the day. Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Babe Ruth. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. Follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. I'm
1: Josh Hallman on Instagram and Joshua Hallman on Twitter.
0: And as always, the Act Two Podcast is a production of Act Two, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, Music by 414 Bag, which you can find on Spotify.